chocolate, Robin. Yes. Please scream chocolate for me. It's the only thing I'll ever ask of you. Chocolate! <laughs> Wait, did you clip? Who cares if you clipped? <laughs> That's good. I'm going to add that to a keyboard. <laughs> That will be my favorite thing. One of these days you'll disappoint me, Robin, but today is not the day. <laughs> Hi, this is Kylie Spillman. Rubbit Vagabond. And I'm Kath Thorne in your side, Johnson. <laughs> and welcome to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast for disillusioned millennials. Here on Grow Up, we deconstruct and reflect upon popular media from your and our childhoods. You can send us suggestions for our next episode by tweeting them to at growthepodup or send them to growthepodup at gmail.com with a name you want to credit it to. This week... Who lives in a pineapple under the sea? SpongeBob SquarePants! I will not. Uh, why did we choose the SpongeBob SquarePants? Hey, no, that's my question. Why did we choose SpongeBob SquarePants? Yes, Kylie, why did we choose the SpongeBob SquarePants? <laughs> um, because I think that SpongeBob SquarePants is actually one of the cartoons that has really held up. SpongeBob is the greatest show ever made, and we all know it. Yeah, like like so many other things, I had not seen SpongeBob. <gasps> really, Virgin Alert. Yeah. No, but I'm like super excited to hear what Robin's first impression of SpongeBob SquarePants was. Yeah. I don't know. It it was it was very much enjoyable. I I had a lot of good laughs. Mm -hmm. um, I found myself getting impatient with some of it. How dare you! <laughs> but I thought it was really interesting how uh, how wacky, how all over the place it was. Yeah. Um, because it was, it, having not grown up with that kind of thing, I can see how it would have affected people who did grow up with it. Like, all, you know, only in the most subliminal ways. Just, but like, it, it was so all over the place. Things happened without moral or consequence. I mean, it was sort of a, you know, just to get pretentious, it was like a, mm. a bit of a sequel to, uh, you know, like a, a kid's cartoon sequel to Dadaism, in a way. So we picked five episodes. We looked at, these were, like, continually in, like, the top five most popular Spongebob episodes from, like, a bunch of different articles. Yeah. The episodes we did end up choosing were Help Wanted, Pizza Delivery, Band Geeks, Chocolate with Nuts, The Camping Episode. So, shall we start with Help Wanted? Okay, so we start with our uh, wonderful narrator with a French accent who uh, introduces us to Spongebob Square in Pants, who lives in a pineapple under the sea. So he has a big day today, and his uh, bullhorn goes off. He wakes up, and he screams, I'm ready! Can I just say that I love that those are the first words he speaks in the entire show. That's true. I didn't think about that. I did. I, and it like establishes it as, a, as kind of a catchphrase, and it's just like his eternal being i'm so used to it that i didn't think about like what that says that it's the first thing he says is that he is ready yeah and he always is like he is eternally optimistic and he's always ready to yeah. do what he 
is going to do. And if you listen to our last episode, we talk about Lizzie McGuire. He's like the opposite of Lizzie McGuire. Yeah, He's I prepared. was thinking that. He has, he has no shame or no self-awareness in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. He is so con- There is one moment I noticed. There was one moment only in which he, he falters in that first episode. Mm-hmm. And then right, like, immediately Patrick is just like, no, just yes. go in there and do it. And then from there on out, he's just like, I can do this! And does it. <laughs> yeah. Here, here's my theory. My theory is that Spongebob is a superhero. Hmm. Um, and I will, well, I'll, I'll prove that to you in, in, a, in the subsequent, you know, few Okay. Okay, so Robin's minutes. taking the brunt of the conspiracy for this. <laughs> but no, 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 it's not as conspiracy. Spongebob is literally, he is a superhero. He has superpower. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie just sounded calm that we both looked at each other like in delight. We <laughs> love this. But I noticed he makes a big deal of visualizing what he wants today because he gets the Krusty Krab, a burger joint, um, and there's a help one inside the window, which is his dream. And he is going to go in and ask for a job. And he screams, I can't do this, and turns around. And as Robin was saying, there's Patrick, and he's like, Spongebob. Aren't you supposed to do the pilot and all that? And he's like, you're right, Patrick. (laughs) So Spongebob, this is very disheartening. So Spongebob goes and asks for a job, and he's not taken seriously at all. And, like, Mr. Krabs is just capitalism as a crab. He and Squidward go aside, and Squidward's like, nah, we're not going to hire him. It upset me because he didn't. they didn't look at his resume, they didn't test him out or anything before, they're just like, nah. Because he's, like, very go-lucky and in and, high spirits. And I hate discounting people because of that. Yeah. And thinking they're lesser than. Especially because he's, like, so enthusiastic about something that, like, most people wouldn't think of as, like a great goal to have to just be a fry cook yeah but it's i hate this the cynical nature of people that for some reason we see someone who's overly enthusiastic as naive and not they clearly haven't learned the hard knocks of life like me because i am cynical which means because i have been made cynical because of my job so this person clearly hasn't had a job i think it is interesting though that squidward represents that yes yeah squidward is the exact opposite where he's Squidward, it, yeah, he's the older, cynical, I've seen it all and everything sucks mm-hmm. guy. I also, like, took note of, like, the idea of taking advantage of somebody's enthusiasm. Yes. Um, and then, like, yeah. and then suddenly you need their help in a crisis. Because what happens is that suddenly, oh, so Mr. Krabs and Squidward turn SpongeBob on this impossible task... They make something up for him to go find. Instead of just being honest with him and saying, we don't think you're right for it, they send him on an impossible task, which makes me... And then suddenly needing their help when the Krusty Krab is overrun by, what was it, sardines? Anchovies. Anchovies. Who all needed to be fed very quickly. Luckily, the ghost or SpongeBob and the ghost of Tiny Tim arrive just in time. Flying, from, flying, from, he flies in. He flies in on the impossible thing they asked him. He to finds find. the fake spatula he came up with. 
And and he says so casually, can you believe they only had one left? <laughs> and like with no malice, with entire it's sincerity, just being like, look, I found it. And then like just jumping right into his job. But look, I would also like to point out that regardless of whether he has superpowers or anything like that, the fact that he has a gadget that makes him fly, that's pretty Iron Man right there, you know? Okay. Like, hmm. superhero stuff. And then the subsequent scene is he cooks thousands of burgers, burgers yeah. in a few minutes. And mis- Okay, what I perfectly. think is so interesting is that Mr. Krabs opinion of spongebob is instantly changed when he's valuable to him but squidward's impression remains the same so squidward's almost more almost he is more pure than he's at least who he is which might not whereas mr krabs has this moral compass that's based solely on capitalism yeah i hate that this is like this taking advantage of your workers in a way um really is a good transition right into pizza delivery but uh, yeah. I wondered, because Spongebob gets through this, even though something really shitty was done to him, mm-hmm. um, he gets through the episode without ever finding out and with getting what he wanted and always thinking that, like, this was the task I was given. I did it and I got my job. He always gets to think yeah. that. And yeah. Squidward and Mr. Krabs know the truth. And this is a cartoon, so whatever. But, like, it, we're we're going to accept that these are, like, real characters, right? Right. Do you think they ever, like, they know Spongebob for years and years and years after this. Do you think it just eats at them? The thing they did? That, like, they were I don't taking think, I don't think, I don't think Mr. Krabs... I don't think I don't Mr. Mr. Krabs, Krabs cares, cares at all. all. I think it would I think it would eat at Squidward a little bit. But. I think it's just... I don't think Squidward, like, cares specifically about that. It's just another thing on the list that uh, makes him bitter about life. It's just like another like when I consider this I feel bitter when I consider that I feel bitter. bitter when I when I remember this thing I did to SpongeBob I feel bitter when I remember the thing he did to me I feel bitter. It's like both because I feel like SpongeBob and Squidward are opposites and there's a lot more of that in the other episodes but it's like their worldviews were both cemented in this episode that SpongeBob thinks I work hard I know what I want, I'll get what I want, the world is great. Yeah. And that happens. Yeah. And Squidward is just reminded, everything sucks. Yeah. This is all yeah. so stupid. And sometimes <laughs> he takes a stand and does something about it, but like he is the only one who knows because he lets Spongebob maintain his worldview of everything is great. Okay, uh, episode two. Um, what was it? Pizza delivery. The Krusty Krab gets a phone call from someone asking for pizza, and Mr. Krab, which is like, the Krusty Krab does not serve, <laughs> and Mr. Krab is like, "Sure," and Spongebob yes, it does. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, it does," and he turns uh, Krus- uh, Krabby Patty into a pizza, and then Squidward's like, "But we don't deliver." Squidward wants to go home so bad. I get it. I I have had a job before. He's like, "Well, now we do," and he sends for some. This also doesn't make. Uh, money sense that he would send two employees to do this task but he sends both of them to go deliver this pizza and sponge okay squidward in this because he sits in the passenger seat and he's like great you drive spongebob and spongebob's like i'm yeah. in voting school still <laughs> Can't drive. and he's like well just do what you do in class and it's like squidward is so lazy that he's not even good about being lazy he doesn't take the the route that would get him home faster. Yeah, he was, I mean, he is entirely the root of his own problems, is what I wrote. Uh, he, yeah. he he causes everything that happens to him. Yeah. It would just make logical sense to be like, I 
am going to take this control away from SpongeBob, who is... Yeah, I can't, like, I, there's, I just can't understand why he would possibly be like, you can't drive, do it anyway. Yeah, <laughs> who are you, Squidward? Like, especially at the point where he, you say, put it in reverse, and the guy clearly doesn't know what you're talking about. So That's starts, not a good sign. So instead of switching, he just starts screaming at me, he's like, put it in Reverse. Who does not work well under pressure, especially under, like, positions of authority? <laughs> like, yeah, you don't trust him to do anything. Why Why would you put him in charge of your boat? So I'm sure you've all, even those who haven't seen it, have made the logical next leap that SpongeBob puts it in reverse and drives until the boat runs out of gas, so they're miles and miles and miles away. Something happens. The oh, they get out of the boat and SpongeBob or Squidward kicks it, and that manages to make all the gas come back, and the boat drives away, leaving them stranded with a pizza and no cell phones. And what I liked about this moment was that Squidward's automatic response was, We're doomed. Whereas, like, SpongeBob trusts his instincts and is willing I to, noticed that too and is willing to do the thing even like to the point of heat exhaustion before before he would ever consider something like eating the pizza um i i i've been playing D, as some of you may know uh <laughs> uh and i like noted squidward as like this like not lawful neutral like he he knows what the good thing to do is but he's not quite willing to do it <laughs> <laughs> and spongebob as chaotic good where he's like i want to do the good thing but i don't know how <laughs> but this he actually knows what to do yeah and he is willing to yeah yeah because he's goes on and on about how the pioneers got places yeah he refers to the pioneers a lot i wrote that down that and and that squidward refuses to believe in the lore of the pioneers which yeah. spongebob is very well, I think sure I think that's uh, my my notes here are similar to that, but I I don't I don't think I blamed it on on refusing to believe in the Lord of the Pioneers. I think he just didn't believe in SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Anything SpongeBob, where there's a point where they're looking at moss, and he's like, "Well, moss grows yeah. on the side of the the, the civilization, rock close to civilization." And so SpongeBob, yeah, so many times, and Squidward's like, he, "So he would have solved his problems if he'd paid attention." Yeah, and cared he's about. like, "So you're saying go that way?" And SpongeBob's like, "Yeah," and he's like, "Cool, I'm going the opposite way." And SpongeBob and then, follows him. A bunch of shenanigans happen, and they there's the seminal moment in SpongeBob history when <laughs> they're just tromping through a horrible storm, and SpongeBob is singing about the Krusty Krab pizza. And he makes the task fun. He finds a way to enjoy it. And I don't even think that it was like SpongeBob was looking for a way to make it fun. It's just that everything is fun for SpongeBob. Yeah. He lives in just this world. No, I'm just, I'm just like struck by the innocence and purity of his ability to do that. With SpongeBob being, or Squidward being the absolute, absolute polar. Yeah, I think, I think if we take a step back for a moment, I really do think that that's the, um, the spirit that the authors, more than anything, were trying to imbue Mm -hmm. into the art. I think they were trying to get us to take joy in seeing the world in a happy way. Yeah. But on the other side, I hate it. Because it's, I, ugh, if my employer asked me to deliver a pizza when I'm supposed to be going home, I would, I would, uh, Ouija Karl Marx. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to list my complaints. It's a bit propagandistic, yeah, in that way. 
yeah for sure it's do work for the happiness of doing work it's, it's kind of yeah it's the yeah. Aldous Huxley thing you know where you sedate yourselves with content yourselves with media media is the opiate of the masses or whatever yeah. whoever said that um, and like through this whole journey find ways to be happy yeah. so the authors and then really provide solutions but this whole time also the all of the elements are against them they like have the weirdest weather patterns they yeah. uh end up in like hurricane force winds and like they have a really hard time getting to this customer it's not an easy task that they've actually been set with this is not yeah. just a, hey, drop this pizza off on your way home. It's like spend two days trying to get this pizza <laughs> to this customer. Yes, Bikini Bottom is a very chaotic place. It's an incredibly chaotic place. Marauding as like a, a, the suburbs. <laughs> like, yeah. And then like, you know, four buses full of a thousand anchovies overrun a, <laughs> a crusty crab. And <laughs> to the point that the two employees that work there are riding the waves on top of them. <laughs> like, like it's, this place is beyond control and measure. It terrible place bikini bottom and yet it's created our young spongebob <laughs> one of my favorite moments of this episode was actually the moment where like there was a time where squidward and spongebob were at odds that Sp squidward wanted to go home and spongebob wanted to move forward and the argument came down to who cares about the customer? And SpongeBob says, I do. I do. And Squidward says, Well, I don't. And the <laughs> SpongeBob stops. The everything stops. Everything stops. <gasps> Squidward. <laughs> That's my favorite moment of that whole episode. The essence of Bikini Bottom point. went, What? <laughs> okay. Um, well, yeah. So they, well, they find. A solution and it's a boulder no it's not a boulder it's a rock it's a rock, it's a rock. It's a rock. and a rock <laughs> so jumps on top of it so great like the writers have gotten themselves in this hole how do they get back who <laughs> fucking cares <laughs> like just Give this place rock. is so bizarre that who cares no but okay do you really believe that rocks can just move like that yes do you think well, that in that the happens, ocean? or do you think that maybe SpongeBob Pioneers. has superpowers that he doesn't <laughs> know about, and he can just fucking move rocks? This is the second time that he's like confidently visualized something. The first one being like getting that job, even though <laughs> the odds were against him. He was told to get something that didn't exist, and he managed to do it. He just yeah, that's <laughs> like he he wants things to happen and they become true. He visualizes and it becomes true. It's true. Which I also, like, I want to point out in regards to the thing where he was drifting around in the wind, that's actually the second episode where we have seen him flying. <laughs> uh, anytime he wants to fly, he just imagines himself needing to fly and something will happen by that will help him do so. So he rides his, much like the pioneers, he rides his, he drives his rock across the seafloor and they arrive you know we would only assume several days later because it was night it was the night night time at the beginning of this episode and now it's daytime and um they 
show up. And my favorite thing though is the it, we do get to the customer being dissatisfied, but it wasn't because it took so long. He goes, "Oh, great! Yeah. I've been waiting for this pizza. <laughs> I've been wanting one of these. I think yeah." Yeah, and then he, you know, asks for his drink, and SpongeBob's which he like, didn't order because SpongeBob wouldn't have messed up, and he wouldn't have. Um, then, besides, SpongeBob got the order. If it was Krabs, anybody's so. fault. It was Mr. Krabs' fault. Yeah, but SpongeBob doesn't blame anyone but himself. And we've all had this happen to us, I'm sure. Well, it's like, it's this moment of, like, finding out that you can fail without doing anything wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Sucks. When you've worked really, really, really hard on something and then something that was out of your control goes wrong. And then when that happens... Okay. We all went home. But when that happens, it's it was so interesting to see Squidward, who we've, who we've seen be so cynical, actually step in and be a good friend and give SpongeBob what he needed, which was a satisfying end. By like punching the guy in the face with a pizza. Well, he took it back and then returned and told SpongeBob for the sake of maintaining his worldview that the customer was satisfied. But he threw the pizza at him. Yeah. Yeah, that's so that was hard. a satisfying end for him, and he gave Sp- SpongeBob his satisfying end. All right, on to Band Geeks. Band Geeks, the best episode of SpongeBob history. <laughs> Band Geeks. So this is, uh, I'm sure, not the first episode where we see this, but it was the first episode we watched where we see Squidward's love of playing the clarinet, even though everyone thinks he sucks at it. And you, I can, you know, come up with a whole backstory here that he obviously didn't want to be, a, you know, a server at a restaurant he probably wanted to be a clarinet player as i mean that's exactly what this episode is about yeah that he has a past with that his. first phone call he gets is i'm letting all your dreams <laughs> yeah he gets a call from his nemesis squilliam who is squidward but fancy yes fancy squidward his last name is fancy sin so yeah squilliam calls my band is gonna play at the bubble bowl and then squilliam really turns the tables and goes well i can't make it you know beyonce calls you and says i can't make it to the super bowl do you want to do it for me that's the equivalent of this mm-hmm. and if beyonce was your um, rival in college and <laughs> and um He's like, your band should come and play. And Squidward's like, my band! And just freaks out. And he's like, yes, your band. I assume you have a great band. So uh, now Squidward foolhardily says, of course, my band can play the bubble (laughs) bowl. And he has to create a band out of the ragtag civilians of Bikini Bottom. And then he he drums up a band. He does. He drums up a band. He puts up the flyers. He drums up a band. But um, (laughs) a... It is, I wrote in my notes, it is apparently very easy to drum up a band. Yeah. <laughs> well, what I thought was really interesting is that, like, with this competition with somebody from his past, he enters it with a certain arrogance that he hasn't earned. He actually doesn't have a band. He hasn't been working with bands. Well, how Professional. Do, well, what if we how do we know if like maybe he went to college on like a clarinet scholarship he might have but like studied composition he might have like he might be a quite a good clarinet player and a very good he could be a teacher but like 
he never bikini bottom does not he never reached his potential and the smattering of people he pulls together is not as skilled as he needs them to be (laughs) but i don't want to look down on him for that no not at all um and i think that there's many ways that he actually does fail as a leader he does well he causes that blimp death yeah but i think it's tantalizing to squidward because a lot of us you know no one ends up where they think they're gonna end up into varying degrees and so Mm -hmm. there's some there's a weird intensity to people who are your peers when you were younger Mm -hmm. because you were intense when you were younger i think and so it's um wanting to show off to squilliam and then he might have you know he's bitter and kind of sad and this is the sudden reminder the spark of like what he wished he was doing and hair and i don't put him down for that at all i I think that's absolutely commendable but he enters it with an arrogance that i guess he, he he leads his group into so much infighting that like he, he fails them as a leader. The one who steps up as a leader is Spongebob. I disagree on the arrogance front. Because okay. I don't think that it's Squidward that led them to infighting. Like, I wrote down that it's just when things start to go horribly wrong, out of control, people just start to blame each other. Oh, yeah, that is true. That. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily Squidward. I, maybe he, he does not have this. Well, I would argue against that just because people. the moment that the practice is over, everybody goes back to normal. Because he was crying. No, they didn't care until, like, the clock struck. Then they just all went home. No, I mean, when the clock strikes, they run into Squidward outside, and Squidward cries and leaves. And that's when everyone bucks up. So I think it's a shortcoming of Squidward, but but I wouldn't say it's arrogance. Yeah. Okay. Were you going to say something? Yeah, I'm siding with... I'm siding... No, I'm siding with you on this one, I think. I could be swayed um, that way. Yeah, I just think it is. It's the natural element of of chaos among so many bikini people. bottomers. I, I know what you're saying about the like as soon as the clock. But strikes, then he like gives this devastated speech and blames them. Like that's not what a leader does. Yeah, no. He's he not, abandons he's not a the band. Um, but that's just a person who doesn't know how to take charge of a large group of unruly people. That's and not I'm not a saying that that's I'm not saying that's a fault. His, that's a failure know? as the leader, but it's not a failure in his personhood. I unplugged to go get um, alcohol, and when I came back, we had moved on to wizard instead of superhero. Both. Yeah. Well, you missed it. I, I think it was a really it's good important. Point. It's important. I'll hear <laughs> because... it when I edit it. Uh, fine. But I wanted your input. Yeah. <laughs> that he's a Alas. wizard because because there's this immense scene we don't watch. Where um, he somehow takes them from zero to hero. No, it's not even an immense scene that we don't watch. It's literally what happens is, you know, because he has this baton in his hand. He, like, <laughs> strikes a pose up above the crowd that looks like he's about to cast a spell over them. It's true. And then, and then we cut away. It's the next day. And then the next thing we see is they are all, like, perfectly unified. They are orchestrated. My God, they Robin. are a great product my god that's in a few hours undeniable. that's not possible that's so much more plausible given the pandemonium of bikini bottom that is so much more plausible than that he overnight managed to turn them into a great band and they were still rested enough to go perform well that he just He's a wizard <laughs> like, that makes so much more sense okay well then the they show up at the bubble ball 
And plot twist, Squilliam was not busy. He did something psychotic. He yeah. was, Beyonce was offered the Super Bowl, but instead she remembered her friend that she didn't really like in college, who is not a pop star now, and called them and said, I can't do it, you do it, just so she could sit there and watch you fail. <laughs> That's why I wrote in all caps, who the fuck is Squilliam? Who is Squilliam? <laughs> what is his beef with Squidward? I think it's something similar to Isabella and uh, and uh, Lizzie in the last uh, from the last episode. This is, the this is an externalization. This is an externalization of demon. a deeper inner self. This is this is like the the what what he would be like if he were somebody else. By seeing himself, he's seeing a reflected mirror of, of his potential. He could have been rich and famous. He could have been. This cynical dick. So even though Squilliam shows up to uh, humiliate Squidward, <laughs> the music begins who and it's fuck is beautiful. Yeah, yeah, who the fuck a, is Squilliam? Such a good song. It's beautiful. The crowd adores it. For some reason, they're not underwater. Oh, because it's the no, bubble it's the bowl. Bubble bowl Duh. <laughs> I just real quick, real quick, real quick. My favorite line from that episode, too bad that didn't kill me. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was... That's I got to me, too. Squidward needs to get laid. Am I the only yeah, one who's really. going to say it? It's what we're all thinking. Well, has he ever met anyone he wanted to lay? I, I mean, Squilliam. <gasps> oh, my God. They're ex-lovers. They're, they were lovers, but they broke up because of their competition. Oh, shit. And, do you think... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I bet I bet Squidward wrote an orchestra and Squilliam stole it and turned it in for um, their final <laughs> because they were laying together and uh, Squilliam was only with Squidward to get that composition and Squidward thought they were really in love and then he gets to class the next day and they're playing Squilliam's score and then suddenly, like, John Williams walks in and they didn't even know he was there and he was like, I want to use that for the next Star Wars film. Is John Williams British? Who knows? And, and and then he's like, I'll give you four million sea dollars for that. And then Squilliams took Squidward's life. And that's how Squilliam and, got fancy. And his virginity. Oh, Catherine. <laughs> okay. I had an entirely different take. Oh, well, it's here. Oh, I want to hear that too. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm just being sorry. <laughs> Um, does someone else want to go into the next episode? I need to calm down a little. Okay. Have a little drinky poo yes. for my cocktail. Okay, so next episode, money Chocolate with nuts is what it's called. Chocolate! SpongeBob opens up this magazine that makes him want to become a chocolate salesman. And we learn that SpongeBob does not really understand capitalism. <laughs> very bad at it all he all he has fleshed out in his head is that he's trying to attain fancy living by selling chocolate with his friend patrick and the first person this is very important the first person they go and they're high spirits they walk up to the store and they say hi sir would you like we're selling chocolate bars would you like to buy one and the man as we all know the proverbial joke (laughs) <laughs> screams chocolate over and over and over again which was actually and the- scares them away that was the battle cry of my adolescence yes it was 
But the second customer they go to cons them into buying bags for their candy bars. And the third customer is the second customer conning them into buying bags for their bags. They finally sell one by exaggerating to the truth, exaggerating the truth to this horribly old worm lady. <laughs> Lying just gets them deeper and deeper mm-hmm. into the hole. It does. And then the next note that I have is they ruin a lot of people's day. They do. They are a real inconvenience to a lot of people. And then I think I think it's really yeah I think it's a really this is another one just before we we start saying these things I wanted to include what I had said earlier um, in regard to sort of like the near dadaist impulses where everything is meaningless there are no consequences for wrong and right right I they feel that are, way a lot you know there are there are consequences in this for for right and wrong yeah but but they just keep continuing and and the, it just goes past so i just kind of wanted to walk through what happens here in in terms of like moral righteousness and, and the outcome of the situation well i mean um, the very fact that they try to con somebody is what gets them conned and so they exactly. do get a moral but punishment. they learned that from somebody who was a con right so that person who uh, originally taught them that lying is good then goes on to lie to them, mm-hmm. and he just kind of ends up winning. There are no poor, there are no bad consequences for him. He just has all their money now. But their innocence in the matter is what ends up being the thing that changes the course of how they end, because their initial customer comes right back and buys all of their stock yeah he buys all of their so stuff. they actually made and more money than they would rich. have otherwise before this con man sold all of his chocolate to them exactly no exactly so this this is my point because this is all so good isn't it this is just such moral righteousness like you feel great about this situation yeah. and that's why my point is so strong because they use that money to just be total dickwads to Squidward. <laughs> they do. <laughs> the, the thing they use the money for is they book out the restaurant where Squidward wanted to go. Cosmic righteousness right there. Because Squidward but, was mean. Okay, and but, he took back his fancy living magazine and he deserved cosmic righteousness. But did they know the but date? did he okay. really though? Guys, yes. But did he? Did... He just wanted a day to himself. So he should have been... Just let them use the magazine. Just say you can read it once I'm done with it. But did they know... Right, yeah, no, he's a dick. That... But that doesn't that doesn't mean he also doesn't deserve to have happiness. He, just, he needs to be a little nicer here and there. He can't just be a dick all day. You don't deserve happiness if you're just a dick all day. But also just like, what a shit... What a shitty thing to use this money that you worked so hard for. Being fancy? this, like, great redemptive moment for. They're not being fancy. It's, uh, like, that's the whole reason. They're on dates with an old woman and her older mother. Her worm mother. mother. (laughs) Her worm mother. They're clearly not being fancy. They are just, like, being dicks and they are bringing these two women along. Clearly, SpongeBob and Patrick are on dates, a date with each other, and they're on a double date. Just get that out of the way. You were saying that, like, this is Squidward's night to himself. Why is this... 
somehow not not good enough for SpongeBob and Patrick to do with their money, but it's good enough for Squidward. Okay, but my question. No, it's good enough for them guys. to do, but the it's the Kylie, it's the sort of vindictive I'm element kill of Robin. doing it to spite someone. Okay, Kylie, what do you want to say? Did they even know that this was Squidward's fancy night? Was this no, an they intentional slight or was it an no, accident? No, they were like, they knew from the beginning that that's what he wanted to do. Well, they knew that he wanted they to do it, it but did they know when? I don't think yes, they knew. That, I don't think they did I think perfect. that they are chaotic good. I think that they, they didn't I it know. Was, I think it was Kismet. It was that we're just hitting two birds with one stone. Our hardworking entrepreneurs <laughs> are getting their lovely night together with their new friends. Plus... Uh, Squidward's having his night sullied for being a little puss. <laughs> and that's what I think about this episode of Spongebob. <laughs> Chocolate with nuts. On to the next one, the camping episode. Um, so, at the beginning of the camping episode, we find out that Spongebob is going to be camping, and Squidward is excited to never see Spongebob again, because he imagines that Spongebob will probably get himself killed in the wilderness. I also wanted to point out at this moment that, like, Squidward suddenly realizes that Spongebob is actually camping in his front yard. As we all do. As we often do Uh, with Patrick. But the thing that like the thing that grates on Squidward the most about Spongebob is his laugh. And that's such a strange thing to hate about somebody else. I just think it must be such a sad existence to be Squidward. (laughs) Squidward very much hates his friends. (laughs) I like that so much better. He has friends. He spends a lot of time with spongebob and with patrick it's just that he cannot stand them he puts them in his life there is a reason that when they're camping out there and having fun he joins it's because they question his masculinity (laughs) they do question his masculinity that's true i know i go nuts when people question my masculinity which is often Anyways, uh, let's arrive at the crux of the episode. The episode that made me realize, oh, I've been through this in real life with Robin. (laughs) Sea bears. (laughs) 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 Robin and I went to Yosemite once. And the second you get there, every single official begins to warn you about the presence of bears. And apparently, no matter what, if you have even a trace of toothpaste or fragrance in your car, a bear will rip it open. (laughs) Guaranteed. Guaranteed. And everywhere you go, we went on a hike and there was like a monolith to bears destroying cars, like built in the parking lot made out of like metal, scrap metal. And uh, (laughs) in the museum, there were fake letters written from the children saying like oh i'm really loving being in yosemite did you know bears will destroy your car and (laughs) take your toothpaste and the thing is that spongebob and patrick warn squidward against the things that are going to attract the sea bear and it's squidward's hubris (laughs) that leads him to actually do those things because to mock their fears Yeah, instead of believing Spongebob and Patrick, he mocks them and attracts a sea bear. Um, 
we have not listed i wrote down every single thing that attracts a sea bear please do listed none of them um playing with flashlights stomping eating cubed cheese uh a sombrero in a goofy fashion screeching like a chimpanzee clown shoes and hoop skirts all attract sea bears much like real life with real bears anything attracts a bear and then I noticed that once the sea bear did actually come, Squidward can't do a damn thing right. I know. Everything he does makes the sea bear more angry. Yeah. And the worst part is self-inflicted because even still he doesn't believe SpongeBob. No, he still SpongeBob doesn't. SpongeBob literally no, told it's him, the last one I that know he so much about sea bears, I can do all of these things and a sea bear will come, and a sea bear comes after he does all of those things. At that point, you think he'd be like, okay, maybe this guy knows what he's talking about. No. And then SpongeBob's like, here, look, a circle. Stand in the circle. The sea bear won't come. But you and know what the thing- was like, but that's stupid. No. It takes like five sea bear attacks before he- it's the very last one when SpongeBob, when he's like, what happened this time? What did I do this time, SpongeBob? And SpongeBob says, I guess he just doesn't like you. Yeah. <laughs> when he like, finally jumps into the circle. We can assume this was the episode Squidward died. I mean, but down here, nothing matters. So another squid takes his place. And he just refuses to believe in SpongeBob. That's his fatal flaw, which is that he's presented with his foil, his opposite in every way, and he refuses to believe in him. That's so sad. I mean, he's jealous, you he know? Is, he is jealous. It, it... But I mean, isn't it... Who wouldn't be? If you see something that's the opposite of what you think, isn't there like a freeing moment? And I'm not talking about politics, but um, it's like, I believe in this thing, but I can see the point you're making. Yeah, and I think that's kind of such an important point, because neither of them really have that ability, but we're supposed to be sold, I think, ultimately, on the idea that Spongebob's way is better. Yeah. I think the writers of this, especially to young children who are going to be empathizing with this energetic creature who still has hope for life, you know? Right, because... In a sense, he... they're trying to market, like, keep on doing this, always believe in yourself, always have dedication, and just fight for yourself. But I think there's... A problem in that too that sometimes you yeah, do oh, yeah. have to be your squidward uh, yeah. and you have to take a day off and play your do you know play your clarinet Absolutely. your passionate thing that maybe you thought you would do but you didn't i think you gotta find your squidward and your spongebob andrew patrick I'm you have patrick. to find that you have to find that like whimsy that patrick has this like really pure but really dumb whimsy I'm, I I try to carry my SpongeBob with me, even though you're a Squidward. I'm a Squidward. Well, okay. Can I talk about how how interesting it is to to be thinking about inner personalities as as cartoon characters? It sets in motion the idea maybe that there are certain inalienable parts of who we are that drive us, that we have like a base characteristic of personality. Yeah. Which I don't know that I necessarily agree with. But it's like. Because I feel a lot like Patrick, but I also know my, where I was talking earlier, like, when I'm at work and I want to get home, like, I, I know my Squidward. And this makes, yeah. like, as we're talking about this, I'm like, I need to do more of my SpongeBob at work. I can be Squidward the second I'm off the clock, but I need to be more like SpongeBob at work. I think that's, yeah, that's I really think I good, do actually. Too. I need to be more like SpongeBob at work. 
but I really like the idea of framing that I need to be more like SpongeBob at work. Yeah. In just the context of a, of a self-motivational kind of think about it in terms of why I am do my work is doing things that I love. My work is, you know, like writing. My work is is acting, mm-hmm. but I still find myself procrastinating. But like I love doing those things in theory. Yeah. But like I can never bring myself to start doing them. Once I start doing them, I'm like, yes, I'm enjoying this or whatever. But you gotta be ready at all. I times. just gotta be ready. I need to be Boy Scout. I need to be a SpongeBob. Yeah, I was thinking about Boy Scouts a lot too. I need to be more like SpongeBob at work. Yeah, be be SpongeBob about the things that you're like. Look at the things that you're already passionate about because it doesn't necessarily have to be work. It's that SpongeBob is passionate about fry cookery, but the things that yeah. you're passionate about but you don't give enough time to be SpongeBob yeah. about them. Quick question. Quick answer. QQC. Quick question, Catherine. Who of these characters do we align with the most spiritually? Probably Squidward. <laughs> I feel like Patrick. Why is it so heavy? Why do I like feel like we're I'm coming out of the closet to you guys? Like we are all just like so quiet and thoughtful. Like I, I sympathize with <laughs> I sympathize with SpongeBob in a lot of ways. You know, he's the main character. I think that's a lot. I feel like Patrick because I'm I'm dumb, but I like to do what everyone else is doing, even mm. if it's wrong. That's my Tinder bio. (laughs) You've been listening to Grow Up, a Saturday morning podcast for nostalgic millennials with Kath Thorne in your side, Johnson. (laughs) Rubbit Vagabond. And Kylie Spillman. Oh, that's boring. (laughs) It's just what I did last time. (laughs) We would love to hear what you took away from the show and from this podcast. So if you heard something that resonated with you, or if you heard something that you don't think is quite right, please tweet us at at grow the pod up uh, send us your thoughts at grow the pod up at gmail.com uh, complete with your name and you know the city you live in or a little bit of information about yourself uh, and just the questions and thoughts that you have and a little further down the line we may end up sharing those thoughts on the air this episode featured the song enthusiast by the band tours Join us next time when we transition into a Disney Channel original Let's movie. Let's watch a Disney Channel movie. The Luck of the Irish. <laughs> just in time for St. Patrick's Day. So grab a beer next Saturday, March 17th, and take a listen to our take on the Disney classic. Goodbye. By just in time, we mean exactly on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> Um, I wrote here, Patrick is more than a friend. Mm. Yeah. I'll just let, I'll just let that hang in the air. Let that land, yeah. And then underneath I said, everyone hates Squidward. Um. <laughs> <laughs>